Hello, wonderful person, and welcome to my Inspiring Colleague series. Oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. My colleagues, my colleagues in the light, in the love, and in the law of the universe. And this, in this session, I'm highlighting someone who is such an extraordinary human being who's still in the body, thank goodness, and his name is Michael Bernard Beckwith. You know, I call this, this, this is kind of a, a spiritual tongue-in-cheek inspiring colleague series because um, many of the people that I'll be talking about might not know me or if they've met me might not remember me yet, but yet we are colleagues, we are one. And it takes a certain level of chutzpah to do that. And I certainly have it and I want all of us to have that level of strength, that level of self-worth, that level of understanding that we're one, to be able to rise, to join with people, no matter what station of life they're in, that we know are really pushing the envelope forward or whatever that means. I think I've just mixed metaphors, but are raising the bar. And Michael Bernard Beckwith is certainly doing that. I think the first time that I ever saw him was in the movie, The Secret. And he had long hair at that time. And the movie, The Secret kind of like blew me away. I thought, what, what is, is it possible? Is it possible that you can imagine and visualize and something will happen? And then the secret became all the rage, but then there was a lot of controversy with the secret. Like This is what I learned from what was being told in the circles that I participated in, is that the law of attraction is only one of the many laws, spiritual laws. And we can attract by visualizing or making vision boards or by making affirmations. But to make it really stick and sustainable, we have to bring in the other laws, the foundational laws, like the law of oneness, the law of cause and effect. And so there are other things that govern this, this business of existence that govern it in the most benevolent, joyful, meaningful way so that everyone has the potential, everyone has the potential to realize their truth. That was so long ago. I mean, I believe Michael Bernard Beckwith was in The Secret. I could even be wrong right now, but that's what I remember it was so long ago. And then I had the opportunity to go to something called a Visionary Summit. And I think the first one I went to was in like 2018, and it was in Sacramento, California. And I found out about it from a dear friend of mine who was the director of a healing arts school I was part of. Her name is Marlene Kiesler of Inner Source Healing. And she had received notice about this Visionary Summit. Well, the name right away just floated my boat and it was in California in September in Sacramento in the government seat. And it was started by something called the Shift Network, which was founded by a man named Stephen Dynan, who is a beautiful human being who I have the blessing to know. And I got myself on a plane, got a ticket and got there. And I found that I was in a three day conference with some of the most high minded, spirited, hearted, individuals that I could have ever imagined being gathered in one place from every walk of life, from um, climate to agriculture, to government, to social justice, to indigenous peoples, to spirituality, to banking, to, to media, people in all walks of life that were coming together to envision a new way of being and to see how we could support one another. I have never been in such a place and I've, I've had the blessing to go to another one of those as well where so many people of high vibrational nature, I mean, I was talking to producers of um, Academy Award winning movies who were not about their own ego, but was about like, how can we collaborate together? 
everyone giving given a voice, everyone mattering, everyone wanting to support everyone. It, it blew me away. I was the only person I met that wasn't from California. And people would ask, you're from Pennsylvania? Like, what are you doing here? And I said, it said it was open. And I came and I imbibed energy. And Michael Bernard Beckwith was there and was one of the first speakers to bring us into a high spiritual vibration. And there I was. It's my personality. It has always been my personality to sit in front of the class. Now, it might be called a brown noser and whatever. That, oh, brown nosing means like you're sniffing someone's ass so much you have shit on your nose. Well, that's pretty disgusting. But I want to tell you that it is just easier for me to pay attention when I'm in the front. I pay attention. I like making eye contact. And I think I got like five points extra always because the teacher knew that I cared and looked. And, you know, I'll take those five points and maybe I could sleep a little more and not do as much work at classes. But as an adult, I just know that I just want to be up there front and center. And when he came out with his suit and his sneakers and started to pulsate through him, through his soul and from the greater around him, the kind of inspirational um, speaking that, I, I mean, I, I, I can barely even say it right now. This is what I was like, was like, hallelujah, hallelujah. First of all, not only was it resonating with me, I know that that is what I am as well with my own Cindy flavor. And I, it resonated to me what he was saying and how he was delivering it to the core of my being about us coming into our greatness. And he said something that I have never forgotten and that I repeat as often as I can. And I think that it is a foundational universal truth for the, for the ability to transform the world from the way it has been since humans were humans and way it is still enacting on the surface of a lot of human psyches. But this is what he said. He said, pain pushes until the vision folds. Pain pushes until the vision folds. And I just thought, oh, sweet Lord, has there been enough pain? I'll check that off my bucket list. Well, I've, I come to find out I had a few more years of like extraordinary pain. I, I, was, I was being pushed a little bit more, but I was, it was so in my consciousness that I wanted my vision to pull. And I had the opportunity to go to um, a couple meals over that weekend with the organizers of this conference because I have a personality that moves through fear in order to be able to um, connect with those that I think are very high vibrational people. And I went to Stephen Dynan, who was the founder of this event, and the other people that where he was meeting with to prepare for the evening session, including other collaborator creators, including a woman named Sister Jenna from the Meditation Museum in DC. It, it might actually be like in um, Maryland, right outside of DC. And she has um, a meditation radio show she is an extraordinary light and any time that you can listen to anything from her i recommend it and there was another woman her name was alicia and i don't remember her last name but she was leading social justice um, programs in la and oh, that woman encountered and there was another woman that was and i believe her name was ellen or eileen and she was a leader in the banking industry about how to transform the banking industry to serve the communities and there was another man there that I believe asked to go to dinner as well. And I think his name was Rob and he wanted to work with transforming fear. And then there was me. And I asked Stephen Dynan and Sister Jenna, are your um, dinner plans private or can I join you? And they said, of course you can join me. And I sat at that table 
with the most extraordinarily powerful, ego-less people who were collaborating and just as much listening to me as anyone else. And I remember what I brought to the table. There were certain people in the world at that time that they didn't even want to mention their name because of the amount of pain that would cause. And I said this, and it's what I've been saying. I said, what if that's giving those people more power? If, if our inability to even acknowledge that they're human beings is actually with the amount of power that we have and the amount of connection that we have to the more that we are actually fueling that lower self current that will have them act in those ways that we're judging as heinous. When we get seduced out of seeing them in their wholeness and only in their lower vibrational actions, we fuel it. Now, I want to tell you, I said it with that kind of energy. And, and I, I don't believe that I said it in some kind of holier than thou browbeating, but with such passion, because I have such passion deep within my soul about that subject, about how really good people can get seduced into creating more of the negative that we so see in the world. And, and, and I want to tell you that the response was extraordinary. It was, it was a, a respectful collaboration. I still in this moment, I, I will be forever grateful to that experience, to Stephen Dynan, to Michael Bernard Beckwith, who was not at that meal, and to the people that I met there and the following Visionary Summit, including Michael Bernard Beckwith. I believe he was there at the next one. Patch Adams was there. There's this woman, her name is Claire Dubois, and her mission is to repopulate the earth with trees, that, you know, the trees have been cut down. And she was a woman from New Zealand, I believe, who just decided to do that. There was another woman who decided that it was her mission to eradicate the human slave traffic. By the way, buy anything from Rebel Drinks as you can because she started that company to fund that work. Um, there was just so many extraordinary people from all walks of life there. And I spoke to Stephen Dynan at the end of it as I was leaving to say that I would like to bring one of them to Philadelphia because that was his vision. And I was to bring a visionary summit to Philadelphia when at the same time that there was one in Sacramento and they'd be simulcast from the originating birthplace capital of the of our country to the capital of California, which, I mean, I just believe it, it's just more likely that new things will happen there, you know, just it's California. It's a little easier to be whoever you want to be there than some of the older states. And um, COVID then took away those plans, but I had an opportunity to brainstorm with Stephen Dynan for a while. And I, I realized this is like maybe a Stephen Dynan, Michael Bernard Beckwith matchup, matchup, but I never forgot the personality that the divine created in the form of Michael Bernard Beckwith. And I started following him on his Sunday services and Agape International when they went via technology due to COVID. And to be able to listen to him speak. And then I did his seven-week course on prosperity. And he talks about this. I love the, the term that he used. It's called the feeling tone of harmony. The feeling tone of having all your needs met plus. And I did a seven-week webinar with him. Some were live, some were recorded. And I thought, oh. And this was just about, I believe it was spring of 2020. So I've just come back from an Abraham Hicks cruise and the world changed from March 5th to 15th when I arrived and and I knew from that cruise it's where the name Galactic Council of Women All Genders Welcome came for what I was going to be bringing. I had some vision for something and I thought it was going to be a visionary summit and then it, what it turned out to be is that my self, my greater self and the infinite greater 
wanted me to start something entirely new of my own intuition that can then raise other people up in this flavor, especially of women, all genders welcome. And so every time that Michael Bernard Beckwith would speak, there would be something that resonated deeply with me and rippled throughout my life. And now I'm on a mailing list, I'm on the Facebook group, and what he says, I mean, Jen August, who is one of the most amazing human beings ever on the planet, and she is the mission vision catalyst for the Galactic Council of Women, All Genders Welcome, and for everything else that she touches. She's got the, the positive current Midas gold touch. She talks about um, being on the same server. That's her term, like same server. He and I are on the same server, and so is Jen. We're on the same server. We're receiving these, these, this colleague of mine, we're receiving direct from the infinite, the same kind of information. And we need to weave a matrix and hear it repeated in so many different ways because we've been so bombarded for so long with the limiting thoughts, the thoughts of pain being the only way to push something forward that we can then turn to something vision pulling. And so I get these wonderful emails from him every day and they will give a quote and perhaps a video from him from one of his services or somewhere else. And I tell you, he is on fire right now. By the way, so am I. Michael, if you ever watch this, you and I are on fire. <laughs> this girl is on fire, this woman, this being, and this man, or however he identifies as himself, I think he identifies as he and him. We are on fire. And we are on divine fire. And we are colleagues in the light. And know that he's your colleague too. And I am your colleague. We are colleagues together. If you are listening to this, you are an inspiring colleague of mine because there is no distinction. In the garden of mystic lovers, there are no true distinctions. He, she, you, I, we, it. And I believe that's from a Rumi poem. But Francis Dunnery also sings that. He's an amazing artist, a song artist, and also astrologist and a crazy not so great friend of mine as well. So what I wanted to do when talking about Michael Bernard Beckwith is to have us have an opportunity to have the flavor of inspiration that flows through him, that collaborates with my voice and with you in this moment, in this eternal now. And I just cut, I don't, I don't know if he's written a book. If he has, I don't have it, um, which would be an awesome thing to have for me. Although I found out a, real, a really interesting thing about myself recently is that I have read countless books, thousands of books. I've imbibed them, I mean, almost like a book addict. I will say like a, a actu as an actual book addict. Hello, my name's Cindy, and I'm a book addict. However, I'm in recovery for that now. I'm, I'm now absorbing information a little bit differently, not so much through the written word, through that osmosis that I prayed for in seventh grade. Like I literally did sleep with my science book under my bed, hoping that I would learn it by osmosis. Um, and there is a way, there is divine osmosis. We can call him the goddess Saraswati, the goddess of wisdom and learning and um, music, I believe, and artistry from the Hindu tradition to plug ourselves into universal mind. So let's plug in together. And we're in this together with me and you and Michael Bernard Beckwith. And I cut out on, um, I printed out some of the quotes from the emails that have come just in the last month to me. This is being recorded in March of 2022, March. I said March. I don't think March is a word, but I kind of like it. March, like Mark and Mindy. And I, um, when I did the Wayne Dyer one, I just kind of opened the book. I call it Dialing for Discourses. And so with him, what I'm going to do is I have a few quotes here, and I'm just going to um, uh, just decide when it comes out. Like I'm shuffling an oral, Oracle deck card to see what comes out. Oh, 
this is what comes out. So here's some wisdom from February 27, 2022. It's an excerpt from the Agape Sunday Service, which is streamed live on Facebook and I believe their site too. Oh God, I love this one. I, I sent this to a few people, including my, my beloved. There is a new stage emerging from those whose high state of consciousness has transcended the limited ideas of national borders, pseudo-patriotism, racism, bigotry, and homophobia. Our role is to hold that state, to hold that vibration so that the next stage of unfoldment for humanity can reveal itself. Deep breaths, relax your whole body, open up, let your jaw be open because I'm going to receive it again and let this vibration come and meet all of the places in you that resonates from the universal truth to universal truth, from personality truth to personality truth. And let this aid you in feeling more fulfilled and vibrantly healthy and happy and able to take loving, service-filled, constructive action in your life and on the planet. There is a new stage emerging from those whose high state of consciousness has transcended the limited ideas of national borders, pseudo-patriotism, racism, bigotry, and homophobia. Our role is to hold that state, to hold that vibration, so that the next stage of unfoldment for humanity can reveal itself. Oh, sweet Lord. I mean, that's orgasmic to me. To me, that is a full body. It's a crown gasm, like I like to say. Like when something really manifests to me, I have the tingling there that I will have in my lower mezzanine and comes through my whole body and sometimes up through the classic mechanisms of the gasms. That statement that there are those of us that are at that level of consciousness that we're not going to be in the this or that constant struggle of hierarchy and, and superiority and inferiority, that we are going to transcend that. And we're going to hold the higher vibration so that the new stage can emerge so that there can be flavors that don't annihilate each other or put each other on a measuring stick. That is what I am devoted to. That is what he is devoted to. That is what you're devoted to. If you're listening to this in the eternal now, no matter when the fleeting now is, we are, I like to say this word and I've been saying it for years and maybe it's because of what's going on geopolitically right now. We are comrades. We are friends. We are soul brothers and sisters and siblings. We are soul parents. We are the highest light awakening forces of the heavens and the earth. It's bigger than us people. I will say that we really don't have much choice in whether we're gonna awaken. We have some choice in whether we're gonna suffer more a lot along the way or not. We have the choice of whether we're gonna join together with other similarly minded people and spirited people and hearted people and bodied people. And body doesn't mean the outer form, it means the energy that emanates from us, whether we're gonna to join together in the name of oneness, not in the name of separateness, and usher in a new humanity from the place of advocating for the light rather than fighting the dark. This is an unstoppable SWAT team. I called it the love SWAT team today. Love, strength, wisdom acting together. We are a love SWAT team. 
Michael Bowman are back with us on that SWAT team. I'm on that SWAT team. You are on that SWAT team. And we are issuing the call. We need legions of us to awaken right now to this. That is his mission. That's my mission. And it's your mission that you can be enjoying more and more and more. Let this moment in time in the eternal now fuel what you long for for yourself, for those you love, and for everyone and everything. It is time to access that. There are no limits. There is no scarcity. I'm being guided to pull another quote from oh, my dear, dear, dear colleague in the light. And here it is. I don't know if there's a quote of his that I wouldn't be going about, but here it goes. This was from, I just think like yesterday. I didn't put the quote on it. So yesterday in earthly time when this is being recorded is sometime in early March of 2022. Self-worth is not egomania. I just have to stop there a second. I believe that there are some people that might think or have even called me an egomaniac to call myself the Empress of Infinite Supply and Radiant Love of the Galactic Council, Women All Genders Welcome, might seem like Cindy's ego has run amok. I will tell you it has not run amok. It has finally been effaced into its proper proportion to allow my soul to infuse my personality because self-worth is not egomaniac. That is just beautiful. Having self-worth means being in love with and appreciating what God has created as you. I like saying that all the time. People say, Cindy, you're so beautiful. And I say, I know. And why I say I know is because look at what God has made. Universe, great spirit, Jesus, Buddha, Baba, Allah, goddess, science, nature, love, all the different words for the greater. But look, look at what the infinite has made. And when I diss myself, I am then in the current of evil and the lower forces. And I do that sometimes, but I can tell you, I am having an awakening of the relationships that I'm in in this world with my colleagues in the Galactic Council of Women, all genders welcome, my friends, my family, and now my new family with the, my new beloved of my lifetime. I am now learning how to have that voice just be so quelled with compassion and dissolved and transformed. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's a quote from Corinthians in the Bible, St. Paul to the Corinthians, that says, what do you possess that was not a gift from the creator? then why do you boast as if it were yours? I ha That has been resonating in me for decades. It has been used as a means to have people simmer down now and don't boast and I don't want to boast and I don't want to be arrogant. And we have so gone the other way. And I think that's why if you have a personality that is a little bit shocked or even offended by someone that seems to be an egomaniac having their way with the world or whatever you know organization they're part of, I think why that's kind of allowed to be happen, I just don't speak no good English, why that's happening is because the part of us that has so self-deprecated, that I think is more false than the part that inflates. It's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Take what you like, leave the rest. And we so long to, if we're going to go air in the, in the face of, air in the current of, look how magnificent I am. But I'm magnificent not because I'm different, it's because I'm from the oneness. That's where the ego then will not have its way with you and really bat you around like a cat with a mouse, whether you're a multi-gazillionaire world leader or you're not. I mean, that, that part of knowing that we're part of the oneness. So having self-worth means being in love with and appreciating what God has created in you, you. You are the most glorious manifestation of all that is. You are 
infinitely amazing. There is just no other way. You have always existed. You will always exist. You are amazing. And if you don't have a deep sense of self-worth, you end up taking that lack of self-worth and projecting it on the world. Sweet Lord, that is gospel truth. If you don't have a deep sense of self-worth, you end up taking that lack of self-worth and projecting it on the world. And that is what I say, understanding the origin of evil. And I have a podcast coming up and depending on when you've received it, it's already out. It's the power of understanding evil. If you haven't seen my In This Very Moment from the first week of March, 2022, if you haven't seen my State of Union address, I go in depth in the origins of evil and how to transform it. I've been studying it for decades and it is time for this to be understood. That if I say to myself, Cindy, you are whatever it is. And I tell you, as a, as a woman, and especially a white woman, and especially a classic white woman of privilege, what I have used or has been used to hold me down is about my body. Oh, Cindy, you have a big belly. You have sags from weight loss and gain. You have scars. You're this, you're that, you're old, you're, you have cellulite, whatever it is. You, you know, you're unlovable. That, that voice comes as a crippling, um, a crippling force to my body or has erase erase by the way what we can say has effect and we can erase it too i have i've learned this from one of my high vibrational teachers in the pranic healing lineage and i have everyone i know when we say something like erase erase i just had someone dear to me say i'm too old for that and i said oh erase erase let's not say i'm too old for that we can say we're complete now why make ourselves old i believe that i'm getting younger every day and so can you those ancient teachings not so secret anymore all right i'm going to keep going on so, well, I have to read this beginning part again. If you don't have a deep sense of self-worth, you end up taking that lack of self-worth and projecting it on the world. It then comes back as obstacles to your success, regardless of how hard you may work. Oh, honey, are you working so hard and wondering why it's not working? Are you still on that cycle of harshness, of, of force and, and collapse? Oh, I was there. It's a humdinger at best. I said that. So. It then comes back as obstacles to your success, regardless of how hard you may work. So take a minute every day to make a vow to love and appreciate yourself and wake up to your glorious nature. Awake now to your glorious nature. Oh my, that feels good. And when you awake to your glorious nature and you tame that judgment beast in there, you know, there's this beautiful quote that says, and this is from Mayor Baba, who is, you know, my shining star, the sun and the moon and the everything for me. It's part of the oneness that says, do not waste your precious lifespan judging your fellow man, but learn only to long for the love of God or to love God. I don't have that quote in front of me, but it's something like that. Do not waste your precious lifespan by judging your fellow man but learn to long for the love of God. Hmm. So let's not waste it. It doesn't mean, again, we don't allow, you know, from the Abraham Hicks lineage, I love this, that what Jesus meant by turn the other cheek was turn from that which limits you to that which empowers you. And we will only be sustainably empowered when we don't separate ourselves, when we hold that vision that Michael, <laughs> my friend Michael said, is our role is to hold that high state of vibration that has transcended the limited ideas of national borders, pseudo-patriotism, racism, bigotry, homophobia, and anything that separates in the terms of an artificial designated hierarchy. 
Oh, oh God bless us. So I'm going to bring this to completion by saying to the, the, the flower of divinity known in this lifetime as Michael Bernard Beckwith, I appreciate you. I appreciate for the courage and strength that you've gone through in your personal life, for your determination, for your perseverance, for your huge heart, for your capacity to communicate and to collaborate, for the effect that you've had on my life and countless other lives. I know also I got, um, I'll just say, this will be a shameless promo depending on whether you receive this in time and space, but I got an email today from Stephen Dynan from the Shift Network. By the way, what he's doing, I mean, that man is extraordinary. And, oh, sweet Lord, sign up for these emails. We need to marinate ourselves. We need to be bombarded by truth and oneness and love and hope because we are so bombarded in a climate that still, we still do, I'm going to say it really crass, get our rocks off on seeing awful things and perpetuating it. So I got an email today from Stephen, who I do know to be able to call Stephen. And he's promoting a, a new series, a healing series that Michael Bernard Beckwith's doing called Discover How to Move Beyond the Law of Attraction, Living Your Soul's Vision. So this is what Stephen says. Okay. You've already tried out the powerful tool of visualization and the principles of law of attraction to create something meaningful in your life. And I'm, you may have also sensed the limitations of these methods. Now, I just want to say I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan, and I don't think this is dissing the Abraham Hicks thing. I have been in the presence of Abraham Hicks multiple times. I've been on the hot seat and had direct conversation. There is infinite intelligence flowing through that woman named Esther Hicks, and that has been a catalyst for me being here in this moment and all the moments of this world. So I don't think it's that. I think it's when we just have the law of attraction limited from a more... Um, immature perspective. All I have to do is wish for it and that will come. So in any event, I don't think that's happening here. If it is, it's not my opinion. So Stephen says, you see, these tools are a great, great way to manifest what you can imagine. But according to best-selling author, oh, he does write things, and creator of the life visioning process, Michael Beckwith, visualization and the law of attraction are just the entry-level steps to true transformation. Again, I don't think that Abraham Hicks is not doing this. So what Mike was doing right now is he's starting a series called Discover How to Move Beyond the Law of Attraction, Living Your Soul's Vision. So the next step, this is how Michael frames it, is to live as your highest vision, to actively participate in your own transforming and folding through what Michael calls visioning. Visualization, they say, this is the semantics, has limitations. It can only rely on what the mind can imagine while visioning enables you to create from what your soul and source yearn to express through you. Yes, if you've ever listened to Neville Goddard, if you've ever listened to Wayne Dyer, if you've ever listened to Abraham Hicks, if you've ever listened to a lot, Bob Proctor, a lot of the amazing people that are out there right now, when you live as if it were that, not just imagining with your mind, but you feel it. You feel that your lover is next to you. You feel that your mouth is well-fed and your body is supported. You feel that your body is enlivened. You feel that you're living in a world with harmony. You take it out of just a mere thought and you bring it into actualization. So that is what he's bringing to the world right now. That's what I'm bringing to the world right now. That's what so many people are bringing in the world right now. So I will say to you, like the Santa Claus in Miracle on 34th Street, Get involved in the shift. I said shift. So apologize, Stephen. The shift network that let's go. The shift. 
get involved in that if you can. Get on their list. Get involved in Hay House and get on their list. Get involved with Michael Bernard Beckwith and Agape International and get on their list. Go take this class, How to Discover More Beyond the Law of Attraction. And I will say, for goodness sake, sign up for the Galactic Council Women All Genders Welcome. It is exactly doing this. We are living the true powers of our infinite soul. We are joining as a global matrix of highest light, deeply caring, everyday supernova visionary people coming together to form this matrix that's linking up with other high vibrational matrixes that exist within each and every one of us and just need some calling. Red Rover, Red Rover, I call whoever over into this world. And let's have some fun doing it. Let's know what our roles are that are more than just the traditional ones. Let's join me as the Empress of Infinite Supply and Radiant Love of the Galactic Council of Women, all genders welcome. And let's, as Michael Bernard Beckwith says, have had enough of pain pushing us and let the vision pull. Ooh, another crown gasm. And may that be contagious with you as well. Love and blessings, dear wonderful person, and love and blessings to you, Michael Bernard Beckwith. Ooh, I can't wait to be actually talking with you in this physical world and collaborating from the conscious level. Mm -mm -mm. Love and blessings. Mwah.